1: Please insert stake into my micro USB port. Subway. Make it what you want. Love Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session...
0: it's a possibility the remains found in Aruba were those of Natalie Holloway. Jay Z has a simple explanation for the reason behind the twins' name. It one and Mayweather won that fight like we knew he would. What's good, everybody? This your host Angel Vandrina.
1: And I'm your host General. Fellow. listening
0: to the one Good evening everybody. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Sunday. It is the last Sunday of the month in September. If your kids have not started back school already, in September they will. So yay, happy parents. (laughs) I know I'm happy and excited about it. How your weekends, Benjamin, how you been doing?
1: I've been doing well. My weekend was really good. Um, nothing too much. Yesterday, I actually went to a Luau. It was um, my boyfriend, his
2: aunt. Um,
1: uh, she recently um, celebrated—not recently, well obviously, she celebrated her birthday yesterday. And she had like a um, a little Hawaiian theme party. So I had like my my old man Hawaiian shirt, and you know, and my uh, dress shorts, and it was a good time. I had, okay. I had a good time. I drank. A little too much, but um, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know I've never I, I'm I'm just am an old man now, so I never just get psycho wasted
2: anymore. But um,
1: I had a couple beers and you know a couple mixed drinks, and I was feeling really good. But I had a good time. You know, it's always it's always a good time. Thank you. Hey, my friends too are really cool, so we're all together mixing, mingling. It's nothing but love. Um okay. Thank you. Oh, everything with you. How was your weekend?
0: It was pretty damn nice. Um, didn't really do too much, just relaxed. For the first time in a long time, I just relaxed. I did clothes, I watched TV, uh, you know, actually had been able to go out and sit down, you know, with my husband without worrying about we have to work run back home and go get homework done. So it was just a real smooth weekend you know, I was, I slept in, then I got up, went out, then I came back home and took a nap. Like, I laid down at four o'clock and didn't get out of bed until it was time to do the record. That was really nice, too. Um, but yeah, other than that, everything was just extremely smooth on um, this weekend. And I'm looking forward to my few days off next week. I cannot wait. So other than that, everything has been pretty damn awesome. But you guys, it's just been so much drama. I know y'all missed most of the drama because we did our um, our radio, crazy song, horrible songs. We've had fun show, but it's back to reality, and so much drama has happened. So make sure you guys tune in and check us out on Tumblr, SoundCloud. Of course, this podcast from Blog Talk. We also are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Um, and like, comment, rate, subscribe. Tag us in the drama, confession to us and send us those confessions at confession, the number two up at gmail.com. Jen, hit them with that confession question of
1: the day. Absolutely. Confession question of the day. How would you handle acts of hate or ignorance against a community you are not a part of? Again, how would you handle acts of hate or ignorance against a community that you are not a part of? And let's get into those Amazing. Hi, Steamy. <laughs> Double cheeseburger. Dave's hot. <laughs> You're so silly. Well, I, I should be describing tea. So, Calomil. Go for that. Earl Grey. <laughs> You're so silly. Right,
0: exactly.
1: Now we're about to spill tea. Huh? <laughs> I, love,
0: I love Earl Grey. You do. I'm not a
1: tea person. <laughs> if I... I have to drink tea. Is like, usually, like, green tea. Like green, I like green tea passion. Um Calum is okay, too, but I have to put, like, honey and lemon. I can't just sit and drink anything straight. It's just so good. Yeah, addictive. I can. I
0: drink my tea straight all the time. Green tea, um, Earl, uh, black tea, all of that shit. I just drink it straight. It's, it's a quiet taste, but, you know, it, it's a good feeling.
1: You're old person. You're old person. before. <laughs> 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 Were you
0: able to watch the Mayweather fight yesterday at all? Oh, my God. You know I was not going to pay for it, but I know that obviously, like, everybody knew McGregor, McGregor was going to lose, and I was seeing, like, I was surprised, though, what a lot of things, you know, that happened with him um, lasting as many rounds as he lasted and all of that. But I heard it was a crazy-ass fight, and it was pretty good, too. So, Despite, you know, the jokes and all
1: that shit that they had been making about McGregor. But, still we all know Mayweather's going in, so. <laughs> right, right. All right, so let's get into it. Um, According to CBS News in Las Vegas, in the end, the equation we all knew coming in turned out to be true. The best boxer in the world beat one of the best mixed martial arts artists in a boxing match. How we got there, however, was completely surprising. In his return from a two-year retirement, Floyd Mayweather improved to a 50-0 with a 10th-round TKO over incredibly uh, over incredible game Conor McGregor in their pay-per-view super fight at T-Mobile Arena. About McGregor, the UFC lightweight champion, in defeat than it was about the 40-year-old Mayweather in victory. McGregor, who's 29 years old, who was making his debut as a boxer never fought recklessly or overly, agra- or overly aggressively in contrast to his prediction of a first-round knockout. Um, excuse me. What he did was present Mayweather with a quite incredible challenge, teasing a bright future in the boxing of should he consider it. Um, he's a lot better than I thought he was, Mayweather said. He used different angles. He was a tough competitor, but I was the better man tonight. We <laughs> talked about how. Tough competitor, and I think we gave the fans what they wanted to see. I chose a hell of a dance partner to dance with, Conor McGregor. You are a hell of a champion. Uh, Mayweather, who officially announced his retirement after the fight, was true to his prediction throughout the fight's field when he promised it wouldn't go the distance. He also stuck to his guns about standing in front of McGregor looking for a finish. After a slow start in which Mayweather gave away the first three rounds in order to pick up McGregor's rhythm, Mayweather, who's 50-0 and has had 27 KOs, focused on the body in the middle rounds in the effort to zap McGregor's gas tank. The investment began to pay off as McGregor looked really late in round seven. Two rounds later, McGregor was lucky to make the final bell as Mayweather wobbled him with right hands. He's a tough competitor, Mayweather said. Our game plan was to take our time, let him shoot all his heavy shots early, and then take him out at the end down the stretch. Round ten was all Mayweather as he walked down the fading Irish man with right hands. After a clean combination against the ropes, referee Robert Byrd jumped in at 105 to wave off the fight. I thought it was close. Let me go down. Let the man put me down. McGregor said about the finish. Wobbly and fatigued, I'm clear headed. Let me wobble back to my to me corner. If they finish that round, he'd be wobbling to the morgue. Um, <laughs> you got to put me out. No one is taking these kinds of risks. Mayweather outlanded McGregor 170 to 111, according to CompuBox, and landed 58% of his power shots from round 6 to 10. Um, Mayweather outlanded his opponent by a count of 130 to 60. At the time of the stoppage, Mayweather led led on all three judges' scorecards, 89 to 82, 89 to 81. Um, Although McGregor's punching power began to fade along with his stamina, he stayed in the fight throughout the middle round by using activity and slap punches. He also did well to sneak in shots without becoming too dirty. In the end, McGregor never fought too far outside of boxing rules, which many had expected he would try once things got bad. Um, Burr gave both fighters a lengthy warning during the final seconds before the opening bell, and was consistent in the amount of time he gave both fighters to work in the clinch before breaking them up Uh, of Warren McGregor for rabbit punching twice and both fighters for pushing, but never was in a position where a deduction was needed. For all of the pre-fight predictions about McGregor struggling as a novice, the MMA star showed good technique and an overall respect for the sweet science. He also forced Mayweather to fight and avoided a one-sided performance in defeat that nearly all critics predicted. I thought I took the early rounds pretty easy, McGregor said. He's composed, He's not that bad. He's not that powerful, but boy, he composed. I turned my weather into Mexican tonight. He fought like a Mexican. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, did you have an opportunity to actually
1: watch the fight? No, because you know, like I said, I, I went to the luau yesterday, and um, oh yeah, it was it was psycho because like it was originally the party was originally planned for like next weekend, and then it randomly got pushed up. To yesterday because it was obviously like his aunt's birthday, but for some reason she was trying to push it out to next week. So I had forgot about it up until maybe like this week that the fight was um uh, was going on, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, well, I kept hearing like twenty six. I'm like, wait a minute, ain't that the um Mayweather the fight? And so once I found out, I was just I I was kind of bummed, at the same time i I went to the party. Um, and I was just telling my friends, I was like, well, just take me to update uh, my friends that actually, like, um, got it on view because I think it was, like, 200 bucks or something like that. And um, so I was like, yeah, just just let me know. Uh, keep me updated. And all I got to take was Mayweather 1. Damn. <laughs> so um, I watched some of the clips, some of the highlights, daily showing, like, <laughs> the final one. <laughs> <laughs> with uh was, was eating a bunch of with eating and Punch Fuse he was eating it. And um I don't understand how he thought that he's gonna come back from that. Like that's why the referee came and broke it up. But then I was hearing other people say that the referees weren't playing fair, but I don't really believe that, you know, especially if everything's you know, on camera and stuff like that. Right. But I I would have to agree with the rest of the public. And like this article was saying from um, NBC Sports, I did not expect for Conor McGregor to last as long as he has. Um, even though he was showing his ass um, during the duration of um, the promotion for this fight, I, I kind of knew that, I mean, I, I, it wasn't, I kind of knew, I definitely knew that Mayweather was going to win, Um but I did think it was going to be, like, an early knockout. Like, he was just
2: going
1: to mm-hmm. uh, not – I mean, he was going to realize that McGregor was just weak, so I should just knock his ass out. But McGregor, he hung in there. Like, he he really did. Like they said, um, to see him last as long as he did and to actually follow follow the rules. And even though he, he plays this crazy psycho um, – role for him to follow the rules and, and to not like a lot of people thought that he was gonna bug around and kick him or some shit like that. Like, right, yeah,
0: that's what I would think too.
1: Uh, and I am interested in seeing like more boxing matches from McGregor. And like even like with the money, it was just psycho overall, like how they said that um McGregor made at least twenty five million and I think um Floyd Mayweather made a hundred million uh, at least he made at least a hundred million, but more than likely like th- around three hundred. Like that should. Yeah, crazy. like I
0: heard he made like two hundred some million dollars plus this crazy ass belt that he got that was had like diamonds and rubies and emeralds and gold and just just this million something dollar fucking belt. It was just insane. I'm like, I wouldn't even need that belt. I'd just be selling pieces off that belt. Like, hmm, here go a diamond. Oh, let me get his motherfucking up. Let me get some money for this Ruby. Like, why are you just going to put that bitch in the house? I guess you can have it just in case something happens. You know what I'm saying? You ever need some extra money, but no. He has a lot of bills. (laughs) But yeah, I wasn't like, I I wasn't surprised. I was like, okay, you know, I know what's going to happen. I did think that he was going to kick him. I wouldn't, I didn't even think that he would last as long as Tim rounds. So that was the heat. They, People got what they paid for and that's good because like you said, typically you watch a fight and knock out, you know, and it's like, Okay, well, we just pay all this damn money like for no reason. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah, I, I thought it was from everything I heard, it was good and I had posted a couple of clips on our Instagram page. That I thought was funny, like right after the fight, how McGregor just came up on stage with his liquor or whatever the hell he whatever the hell he had in that cup. And he was just looking salty as hell. <laughs> and I thought it was so funny because he was talking all of that shit. And meanwhile, Mayweather was just humbled as hell. Like, huh, like I'm going to be his ass. Like, let me just do what I got to do. And he's up there, like, yelling all in his face. And Mayweather's just looking like, "get you on know, my face. he's even the most. You know, so it was just funny overall. But this fight. Um... Can't wait to see another fight. I like watching boxing matches. I just wasn't going to pay $100 to see one (laughs) when I already knew what the outcome was going to be. So, So, yes. (laughs) So, next, guys, you're going to be talking about Herman Cain and how it's said or how it's stated that, you know, House Negroes should stand up about Ben Carson. So, Herman Cain is leading his support in HGD Secretary Ben Carson in a letter titled House Negroes Stand Up. Um, days, after, days after his letter stating that the Confederate statues shouldn't be taken down, the 2012 Republican candidate posted a message on his website Wednesday in response to the Michigan Chronicle story that referred to Carson as a House Negro for defending the president's comments on the violence in Charlottesville, Virginia. Kane said since the historical black newspaper called Carson a House Negro, he must be one as well because his accomplishments. Because of his accomplishments, because that's one of the names you get called by other Black people when you are a success at something, and you do, and you do not, you know, buy into Black groups or what Black groups think or how they act and what they say. That's what he stated. So Kane said that he's responding to the story because the former neurosurgeon who called poverty a state of mind and referring slaves as, as immigrants is not too nice to do so himself. Being called a House Negro is just one of the insulting names I have been called as an American Black conservative, simply because I do not subscribe to the Black liberals' backwards looking narrative of Black identity politics, he continued. If being called a House Negro is what some of us must endure for succeeding in the nation and thinking up for ourselves, then let all the House Negroes stand up and be counted, he wrote. Wow, too, uh, there are too many. To count, but there's Dr. Ben Carson standing tall among millions and doing something great again. Quote unquote. How did you feel about House Negro stand up?
1: Herman Kane is gross and yeah. he's fucked up. I, I mean, what, what, what were you trying to say? Like, I mean, was this supposed to be like a positive statement? Like, if you're calling me a House Negro, I'm a proudly like how even behind that. Like if people are calling you that it's for a reason and it's not because of your successes it's because of your mentality that because of your success it makes you above and that you are going to subscribe to the master's narrative and no matter what other people do or, or what other black people say it's not that you know our injustices are not right. I mean, it's not right, and what what's going on with us is not okay. That as long as you continue to make money and continue to be exactly. this person and accept, it's accepted by white society, then it's all right.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like
1: I don't really understand right. what the fuck you mean by that. And like how Negroes stand up. Like seriously, like they're laughing at you. You stand up behind you. Exactly. I'm making. You know, these you know, little
0: ugly beanie head ass probably going like, you know what? I am a house negro talking to the whites, talking to the white devils. Oh, I am a house negro staring up is what I told him. Like, this nigga's dumb.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, that's what they're saying. Huh? I said, you know, that's what they're saying.
1: Okay. Like, I just can't believe that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would never that think that a black person would just outwardly just be okay with saying something like that, no matter, you know what I'm saying, like where their loyal, loyalty lies, so to speak, like, mm-hmm. like conservative. Like I just never would think that a black person would be okay with being called a house Negro, you know what I'm saying, or, or just calling uh, a slave, period, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, I, I I hear about, like, jokes as far as, when somebody's, like, light-skinned, dark skin, they'd be like, I would have been in the house, you'd have been in the field, but to, like, be so serious about the shit, like... Right. It's, Disturbing. It's yeah. Disturbing. Disturbing. like, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Houston is inundated with unprecedented flooding after ferocious Hurricane Harvey set in over the Texas Gulf Coast this weekend, dumping torrential rain on the city was no end in sight. According to ABC News, um... The flooding comes after the hurricane, which has now left at least three dead after it bashed the Texas coast, left buildings and parts of the community submerged. Um, in Houston, there were more than 1,000 calls for rescues, and people were forced to their rooftops. A third death was confirmed Sunday by Lamarck, Texas, Mayor Bobby Hocking. The body of a 52-year-old man was found at the Walmart on Interstate 45. Lamarck is about 38 um, miles southeast from Houston on the Gulf Coast. At this time, it is unknown if the subject passed away from health conditions or due to drowning. There was high water in the area of Walmart last night, the Lamar Police Department said in a statement. The second person who died in Houston was swept away, according to Art Acevedo, Houston's Chief of Police. Um, Sadly, we have lost one female member of our community who encountered blood waters in her vehicle, got out, and was swept away. Acevedo said, we also have reports of one other brutality, but have not confirmed it. Officials said another person died in the coastal city of Rockport. Um, The National Hurricane Center said at least 50 inches of rain has fallen in some areas, and one one meteorologist estimated that upward of 340 billion gallons of rainfall inundated the area. A meteorologist Travis Herzog of ABC Houston Station KPRKTV KTRKTV estimates that 300, uh, 340 to 370 billion gallons of rainwater has fallen so far, which exceeds other major flooding events that have affected the region in recent years by over 100 billion, billion gallons. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Wow, that's extremely sad. Great thing you um, I know we, I, I know, you know, we know people that stay out in, you know, Texas and, you know, pray for Texas, but, you know, we know people that stay out there in like Houston and stuff like that. And it's just extremely sad. Like, you know, we constantly calling people, you know, we out there making sure that, hey, you know, are you guys okay? Did you guys get to safe spot? And it's just lets you know, like uh, anything can happen anywhere, you know? So like, we always have to be prepared at all times and just. You know, I'm sure those people who knew a hurricane was coming didn't think that they would be, you know, one of those people that would actually die in a hurricane, you know. So just always be prepared because you never know what's going to happen in life, and you may be forced to pick up and go at any given notice. So, but, yeah, that's extremely sad. So how many people in all have passed away,
1: Jim? It looks like it's only three people. Um Okay. I- the article was saying so far is what they've counted, but I'm sure you know over the next com- coming weeks gonna it's, gonna, mm-hmm. it's going to be more. It's going to just going more, but that is just terrifying. Like to to think of like how a person almost escaped but still couldn't escape. But that's why they
2: like
1: say as far as like with flooding, if it even if you if you're not sure. You know what I'm saying? If you see water and it's getting, like, too deep, turn the fuck around. Like, do not want mm-hmm. to go through because you never know. Like, but my neighborhood is, like, it's prone to flooding. So um, whenever we get heavy rains and stuff like that, i look.
2: <laughs>
1: if it looks like it's intense, uh, I will figure another way to get out, get into my, my fucking neighborhood. I'm not trying to drive through mm-hmm. that shit.
2: But, uh, I remember
0: like going to Mississippi, and um, they had, had like a, a hurricane or a tornado was there, and it messed up like a whole lot of um, a particular part of the town, I forget what it was at, but we was a little bit past, we was in another a, a little town, we wasn't in Batesville, Mississippi, it was somewhere else, I forget, and like um, I wanted to see my dad's grave site, so we go there, and the part that we go through is just all torn up, and it's just terrifying, It I actually posted the video, on uh, social media last year when we had one or earlier this year when we had that and so we had rented a car or whatever we drove there and it was like just flooding and it was just so bad it was so bad I was scared to drive a car through there I'm like dude like this is like very high like you know what I'm saying but my aunt um, end up or my husband ended up driving through it anyways and I was like damn this water look a little high but it got so so it got to the point where like the water was like so high I was like look like we need to turn around, we need to back up because this is too high and this car is going to flood. And if we get taken out somewhere in a creek, boy, in this in this muddy ass water with these snakes in this city, like like let's go back before we get into a situation that we cannot control. So that's right. exactly what we do. Oh to think about done. that. Y'all hmm?
1: kept turning around or y'all went through it? No, hell no. We turned around.
0: Oh. That water got high. I was like, oh, no. No, baby. What is you doing? Turn around. Mm-mm. We are not going to go do that water. It was too much. Jeffree Star responds to Kim Kardashian apology for defending him after racist slurs talking about makeup has turned into a bloodbath. Now, the artist, the makeup artist and YouTuber has found himself in the middle of a yet more controversy after Kim K defended Jeffrey from an out, uh, out slot of abuse from her fans. Now, I'm just going to take you guys back a little bit. Um, things took a turn when Kim Kardashian was then greeted by backlash over her decision to side with um, Jeffrey Starr um, in this controversial social media um, apology, in the first in this uh, controversial social media star. So her and him, they went into this shit. And later um, she apologized for speaking out on the subject. And now just to get things, you know, even more bad, Jeffrey was hit um, on Twitter and he went into this huge rant and he just, just acting like a psychopath. So like I said, all of this began um, back in the beginning when Jeffrey shared a tweet that was talking about Kim's latest um, beauty, her her makeup powder was like um, like powder or like chalk or. you know, we actually had a conversation about this. Um, what was that Jenna? a week two weeks ago, we talked about this stuff. Um, she, because of that, he received a lot of backlash. You know, a lot of pissed off fans um, were mad of uh, Kim Kardashian fans were mad at him. And so um, but Kim Kardashian she decided to side with him saying, you know, this is his opinion, and then, you know, the apology was later shared with millions of fans, and it was just horrible overall, so um, that was going on, is that Jeffrey, he wrote to 1.12 million of his followers, and he stated, every news and media outlet in the world has emailed and called my office all day asking me for um, a Kim Kardashian quote, and his retort to that was, please fuck off. Talking about makeup has turned into a bloodbath since yesterday. Wake up. There are more important things to worry about. We have a literal piece of shit for a president who is embarrassing our entire country. And now you want to worry about Jeffree Star. Um, And these are things that he tweeted. He also said, the media wants to keep us distracted by news headlines about me and Kim, but let's talk about how sad our country is right now. Stop wasting time on gossip and focus on reality. If you're upset about Jeffree Star and contour swatches and makeup drama, get the fuck out of my mentions. I get that people love drama and feed off of it, but by attacking me with hate and disgusting comments doesn't fix anything. It's not the first time that he went that Jeffrey's past has come back to haunt him after facing constant streams of negativity in response to his racist comments that he made previously, he shared a video with um, all his subscribers. He had about 5.1 million subscribers about to address his topic uh, when he was talking about, when he was being racist, in other words. And um, in a 15 minute video called Racism, he explained that he was some, he loved to seek attention when he was younger. He loved the shock value of people. He loved fighting anger with anger. And he didn't know any better. And he said, does that make it okay? Absolutely not. And this is something that he told his viewers. He also said that he's sorry for his words. He's sorry for everything that he said in his past. And he can never turn back the time and take those memories away. Now, we already kind of know what Jeanne feels like. We we know that Jeanne feels like this is some bullshit. But Jeanne, giving you a history on Jeffree Star, and, and I just need you to explain to me what the hell was what happened where when he was younger
2: and how is that
1: in reference to what's going on now? Nigga, I don't know what what happened with him when he was there. I really don't give a fuck. As far as uh, um, I, I just know that he videotaped actually saying racist things to people. Yeah, that's what like, I'm talking about.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Do you know exactly? Like, did you oh, see yeah. that? Oh he got an argument with a woman. Um. Uh, and
1: I want to say she was like a, a female, like makeup video blogger, pretty much what he started off doing, and like uh, our makeup guru. And he like called her a nigger bitch, um, and then he got to argue with another person, on internet, and he was like, "At least I'm not Mexican or some some shit like that." But um, I mean, he's he's used he's used the n word more than a few times. He's disrespected mm-hmm. Mexican. More than a few times. Um, he's just a racist, you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing around that. And I feel like even with his with his apology, in my opinion, it's all bullshit. Like I'm just not trying to hear from Jeffrey Star and <laughs> like clearly the motherfucker is not sorry. Like to me a person that really doesn't care, they're gonna deflect. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to be like, oh, you're so worried about me. But, you know, President Donald Trump, and I agree, Donald Trump ain't shit. He's a horrible mm-hmm. president. Like, our is turning into shambles. <laughs> it is going back to the bullshit. That yeah. people people's views are becoming more popular of that of that negative view, um, if that makes any sense. But, I mean, all you can do is say, I really was not giving a fuck about Jeffy Star anyway. It's like, I didn't, never heard of him. You know, but at the same time, I don't really follow, like, makeup or anything like that. Every now and then, I'll look on YouTube at, at the makeup girls, and I'll just be, like, fascinated. But as far as to be in that whole community, I even know more than MAC and Revlon and Lancome and, you know what I'm saying, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter to me, but as far as people that actually do follow makeup trends and are really into makeup and everything like that, I wouldn't support. Jeffrey thought, like clearly he does not care about you, you know, people. He's out here for the Malibu Barbies, and um, if you don't fit that description, move along. Or if you care about people that don't fit fit that description, move along. Um, but yeah, I mean, why are we even talking about this bullshit? Like, go on. I mean, what what do
0: you? Um. Well, I didn't know what he was talking about. I never, like like you said, only only other time I heard of Jeffree Star was when we talked about him a few weeks ago when him and Kim Kardashian got into it. Um, I felt like he made valid points. Um, I don't know, once again, if he did a video, you know, this video, the 15-minute video called Racism, with a shock value, you know, or whatever the hell he's doing. But, um you can't apologize and then take that shit back. You can't sit up there and apologize and then start talking about other shit. So maybe he got a lesson in life, or maybe he did because shit can happen. And you can have, you know, an epiphany or whatever the case, and you can know what it feels like to be in other shoes. So maybe that happened. Maybe that's why he did it. Was he younger when he did that racist shit?
1: Um, He says it was, like, seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. So, yeah. So he so was a teenager. teenager ignorance. I mean, I I would say I knew seven or eight years ago <laughs> not to be a fucking racist, so I mean, I
0: understand it too, but if you think about us seven or eight years ago, we were, what, freshmen in high school? Oh, wait, no, we weren't, damn. We had just graduated from high school, damn near about. You know, well, for what? me, seven years ago, you know, I was 19 years old turning 20, you know, so I was, shit, seven years a long time. You know, you can your life can change. I know my whole entire mindset changed within these seven years. So, you know, I think much differently than I thought from when I was a 19-year-old kid. You know, so, yeah, you can, I'm not obviously clearly not trying to say what he did was right because he did as wrong. However, I do, like, overall, I appreciate the apology and what he was saying. So,
1: that's all I'm trying to say about it. He didn't apologize, though. He didn't apologize. That's what I'm I'm trying to say. He was just like, we have more shit to worry about.
0: No, he did. He said, I apologize for um, the words that I said that hurt people, and I apologize for, uh..." yeah, he did apologize.
2: Um, Well, I'm not trying to. I ain't trying to hear
0: this shit, though. Fuck his apology. (laughs) 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 Newly discovered remains found in the search
1: for Natalie Holloway belong to a Caucasian person of European descent, according to preliminary DNA tests. And experts say the profile is a match for the missing teenager who was declared dead in 2012. Uh, Natalie Holloway, originally from Alabama, disappeared in Aruba on May 30, 2005. The 18-year-old was on the last day of a graduation trip on the Caribbean island with her high school senior class when she didn't return to her hotel. Holloway's body was never found, and seven years after she vanished, she was declared dead by an Alabama state judge. But now her family is saying a private investigation has yielded stunning results. In a recent interview on Nightline, her father, Dave Holloway, told co-anchor Juju Chang that he was shocked out of his chair to hear that human remains have been found in Aruba. I'm hopeful, but then again, I have to, um, but I have, to have the reservations, he said. Um, According to Oxygen.com, Dave Holloway and the family's private investigator, T.J. Ward, the remains were sent to forensic scientist Dr. Jason Kalowski, a former forensic laboratory director of the D.C. Department of Forensic Sciences, who founded Forensic Insight Consulting, LLC for testing. The new investigation into the bone fragments is a part of a six-part Saturday on the Oxygen TV Network titled, The Disappearance of Natalie Holloway. they are human and they are Caucasian European descent. Kalowski told Oxygen.com of the bone fragments, which matched the profile of Natalie Holloway, who was Caucasian and of European descent. Kalowski told the website that at least one of the bone fragments discovered is from a single individual. Kalowski said the DNA that was found in mitochondrial, which only comes from the mother, and takes longer to test than nuclear DNA. Testing will be fully complete in September, he told Oxygen. Kulowski said there's no way to determine the gender of the apparent victim with uh, mitochondrial DNA. Kalowski told Oxygen that a reference sample from Natalie Holloway's mother, um, Beth, has been collected. Beth would be exactly the same as Natalie's or any of Beth's other children, he said. Kowalski did not immediately respond to ABC News' request for comment. According to Kowalski and Oxygen, if their remains match best mitochondrial DNA, the Holloways will be able to finally lay their dog to rest. On May 26, 2005... Natalie Holloway and for fellow graduates arrived in Aruba just after 10 p.m. on their final night there. The team was seen on a hotel casino surveillance tape. I remember seeing Natalie in a white car driving away. The window was rolled down, so we could see it with her. Uh, it was her in the back of the car. Her classmate Jessica Kayola says an oxygen series. My impression was oh, great. She found a ride back to the hotel. That was the last time Natalie's friends said they saw her. Many say the investigation was botched from the start by Rubin authorities. Dave Holloway has said he did not feel the Rubin authorities handled it well. Um, they took their eyes off the last three people that were with Natalie, he told so ABC News. One of those three suspects was Dutch native Haran van or Jerome van der I don't know, I'm sorry, who was among a group of local young men who were also last seen with Natalie. Vandersloot and two brothers, Satis Kalpo and Deepak Kalpo were arrested on suspicion of kidnapping and murder in June 2005. By September of that year, all three were released without charges and all restrictions were removed. In a 2008 hidden camera investigation, a TV crime reporter, then 20-year-old Vandersloot, said he watched Natalie die. I just think that I'm incredibly lucky that she's never been found, he said in the video, a confession which he later recanted. Um, on January 13, 2012, just one day after Natalie was officially declared dead, Evander Sloot was sentenced to 28 years in prison for killing a different woman, Stephanie Flores. Evander Sloot was never charged in the disappearance or death of Natalie Holloway and maintained his innocence. Um, in, Ju- in July 2005, Dave Holloway, a Ward, in the Oxygen Series Ward, and Holloway said a man named Gabriel came for Saying he lived with a man named John Ludwig, who claims to know where Natalie's remains are. Ludwig tells Board that Sloot told him how he committed the crime. Later, Ludwig said he helped Vandersloot hide Natalie's remains, allegations that have not been confirmed by ABC News. Um, Dave got a phone call from an individual who said that he had a roommate that started talking about Haran Vandersloot and said they were running around uh, together in 2010. Ward explained to ABC News he was telling me things that were not public. We did an 18-month undercover investigation. Um, We all started putting this puzzle together, and I told Dave that um, something is there. Dave Holloway told ABC News that in the Oxygen series, he, Ward, and the team hunt for eventually uncovered evidence. If the DNA talks, DNA test results from the discovery remains to to be that. Natalie, Dave Holloway said it will be the end of a long, long journey, but we're not there yet.
0: That's crazy. Her father has not given up once, and it's been a long time, and that's beautiful, and that's also amazing. It's sad. You know, I have been following an Holloway's Holloway story for a very long time. It was always extremely upsetting and sad to me, and, you know, I have been watching a lot of the Lifetime and Investigation ID, because you guys know it's all I watch, but I've been watching that a whole lot, and the story was always on, and, you know, so, his daddy's a big-time lawyer, got off, and it was just real interesting to see what was going on, the things that was heard, and recanted, and stuff like that, so, I mean, it's obvious that the girl is gone, dead and gone, you know, so, it's, the her remains. is the i just hope that it's a possibility that these are her remains and the parents that he can just keep moving on with his life because i mean for what 20 years damn near you know this is all he's been doing you know what i'm saying 10 years this is all he's been doing so you know looking out trying to find his daughter and her remains so this would be like you said a long journey you know a long journey, and I hope he found finally what he's been looking for, but it's sad, you know, and hopefully, you know, that is his daughter, unless she's still alive, you know, but, yeah, it's so, really sad. Do you remember the Natalie Halloway story, Jen? We to just I read do, it from-
1: I, and, it, and it's crazy, because I didn't realize it was that long ago, like, you know how you kind of associate some things, and you have such a vivid memory that you think you were a lot older, and it was it's yeah. 2005, so I was maybe only, like, 14, like, so, mm-hmm. like, in eight, the eighth grade, maybe graduated um, to high school, from middle school, um, but, yeah, I, I remember the whole story. I, I thought it was crazy. I mean, obviously, it was Geron uh, or her, however you pronounce his name, it was that guy, especially mm-hmm. because I remember He's him like him. I on to kill that girl, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I was like, oh, but he do. He just find bitches and just be taking them out, like, one by one, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but I agree with you. She's definitely not alive. Um, and I think, like, the hope for the remains is just more so like a closure
2: thing, but
1: because to imagine like a family member, like especially a child going missing, and then you just not knowing anything, you know what I'm saying? So you just want to be like, damn, like, yeah. if they they are dead. I just want to know that they're dead. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to continue to have hope that this person is alive because I know deep down he's probably hoping that she's her life in Aruba somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Of course. And keep alive, Even though he know more than likely she's no longer here. So, I think just to have those remains, you know, in his possession for, I mean, he just wants to have it in his possession for one, and then for two, just to have some sort of like, okay, this is the end. I finally know, like, she's not here. Um, but, I mean, that's just a terrible thing for just in general. Like, for her, because she probably was just being fast and trying to have a good time and you know, yeah. and and then for the parents to just you know, send your kids off and you think they're just going to be responsible, or not even be responsible, be, just be took care of. You know, keep mm-hmm. somebody have kept an eye on them and for them not to come home is just terrifying.
0: I agree 100%. So, Jay-Z shares why he and Beyonce named their twins Rumi and Sir Carter. Unless you guys have been living under a, a rock or living in Mars the last few months, you already know that Jay-Z and Beyonce welcomed twins into the world in June. And in a typical, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z fashion, they gave them very different names. Um, and their names are Sir Carter and Rumi, but as, you know, if everything was with everything else, behind the madness, you know, the rapper Jay-Z he's not open up why he and Beyonce of nine years, him and his wife of nine years, Beyonce decided to come up with those names and is really, Really an extremely simple explanation. Rumi is one of their favorite poets, so it was only right for them to name their daughter Rumi. He told Rap Ray on a podcast, and Sir, he was like, Jay-Z said that Sir was like a man when he came out the gate. He just, he carried himself like a man. He just came out like Sir, so there you have it. Poetry and swagger. That's where your names came from.
2: Wow, wow.
1: That is dope. Like, that's dope because for some reason, I just imagine them having, like, these, like, Rumi just being something, like, super royal and, like, you know what I'm saying, like, it means, like, queen and, like, Arabic or some shit like that. And then, like, Sir was just, like, he's, like, knighting his, like, son, like, Sir Carter, you know what I'm saying? But for them to have, like, you know, more humble, more humbling um, reasons for, the twins' names, I think it's like super dope, and that's cool. Like just to just to imagine that, like your child coming out, you like, damn, this is like, yeah, I know he's just born and you know he's a baby, but this is a grown ass man. Like he can already tell
2: he's of some sort of importance. Your name is Sir, and I think that's dope. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you I
0: don't like Sir. I don't like Sir. I just don't like the name, and it's so funny, because my mom, it's so funny, because my mom and my little sister have been calling my little cousin Sabrina Sir for, like, the longest time, like, they call her Sir, because, you know, she just, she carries herself like a, like, you know, a gangsta, a dude, you know, whatever, so they just call her Sir, you know, so it's just funny that Jay-Z has a son, and they, you know, call him Sir, and, I don't know. It's just really weird. But yeah, I didn't really like his explanation. Just, oh, Rumi is our favorite poet, and Sir came out like a grown man, so Sir, there you go. We're going to name him Sir. What? Like,
2: right. and like now, Sir? Like, Mr.? Like, Sir?
0: Nah. Nah, Beyonce, I'm still that shit. Picking up a right. <laughs>
1: name. always about to become super popular now, because uh, I'm definitely going to Google her when we get off the air, or him.
2: I don't, I don't know. Well,
1: I'm assuming it's probably a woman. Um, but yeah. Oh. A woman is receiving the internet praise for beating up on a radio white woman in a fight that was recorded and posted to social media. The video made the rounds on social media Wednesday. It shows the woman in a blue dress provoking and hitting Colleen Dagg, the woman who did the beating. Before the start of the video, the woman in the blue dress apparently said something racist about Haitians to Dagg, the root reported. The video shows hotel employees looking on as Dagg throws punches and beats the woman in the blue dress to the ground. After the (laughs) fight, The woman in the blue dress says she's pregnant, but the video clearly shows her initiating the fight. Dag explained in a tweet why she stood up against the racist white woman. This is a young country built on racism. Dag wrote black people have been disenfranchised for 250 years. She added that peace and understanding will only come after white people validate the country's history of racism. Fighting racism is dependent upon me using my white privilege for the right reasons, she wrote. This is a young country built on racism. Black people have been disenfranchised for 250 years. The faster white people accept and validate the truth, the closer we'll come to a place of peace and understanding. Fighting racism is dependent upon using my white right privilege for the right reasons. There were two examples of white privilege in the video. The woman in the blue dress tried to use her white privilege on me, the fact that I'm white too, must have slipped her mind. If you see it, say something. It's really that simple. Disclaimer, some people can't handle the truth. Stay ready.
0: I love it. Um, I think you can tell she messed around with a black dude. <laughs> she was being her ass like, you stupid ass, bitch. Bitch, you retired. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> but no, seriously. <laughs> and she got inside when the girl, the chick in the blue who was playing, and she was three months pregnant, the three weeks pregnant, whatever the hell she was talking about. I was like, girl, like, shut your, you got up in her face like, bitch, what you going to do? Like, all big and bad and stuff. I was like, oh, hell no. Like, well, she what she thought this shit was. She must be drunk or something. You know what I mean? Like, this bitch is stripping. She sure got all up in her grill. But, you know, you can't just be going to my fucking spaces and stuff. She even told you, I'm taking off my shoes just in case, bitch. She was being her ass. She was like, she was bouncing up and down. It was like it was a joke at first. Like, bitch Bob. He was just knocking her down to the ground. And I was like, damn, look at these hoodlums. No, I'm just but that is good that she said something, but but um, that was crazy to see that, you know, happen like that. Wow. But uh how did you in that tweet that she wrote, that's absolutely right. You know, use your platform, use your privilege to make situations. You know, right? Don't sit up there and accept the shit, 'cause it's a whole bunch of motherfuckers that I know in my jail. Thank you, right? Hey, Haitian. You know, like no, bitch, it's not funny. It's not. And maybe if you stop talking shit, you won't be getting your ass beat all the time. So it is what it is. Right.
1: I was just like when I seen the video, I was just like, go off, bitch. Yes, yes. You <laughs> <be a> <laughs> clapping
0: I'm, your hands um, and shit.
1: And then I thought she was like really pretty too, because I was like looking at her uh, some of her pictures. And then I had seen she got interviewed by Miami like news or whatever. Um, but I just just have I just have a couple things. I hate when women get into a fight mm-hmm. or before the fight they they cause a fight or start a fight, and before the fight they yell out, "I pregnant, I can't beat your ass, I'm pregnant or pregnant." Mm-hmm. That's like withholding everything. I understand that. But it's just like, you are mm-hmm. the this situation. You are the reason that somebody wants to beat your ass right now. So, I'm not trying to hear that shit. And then, secondly, words to the wise, if you're not a fighter and you don't know anything about fighting, when somebody is calm, why are you doing all that yelling? Be scared. I'm like, scared, calm? It's just like a I don't got I don't got shit to say. I'm just ready when you are. They will beat your ass. Mm-hmm. Like they, because you know, me, I'm not gonna sit and argue with you. Like I'm really not. You know what I'm saying? I swing first and I ask motherfucking questions later. And I've always been like that. You know what I'm saying? If I'm yelling, it's because I don't want to lay hands on. You. Mm-hmm. But if I'm serious about life and I don't know your ass, we not gonna sit and argue about shit. She said calmly in that chair. In them shoes like it was. Mm-hmm. And then that's that yeah, fat one. That's yeah. that fat <laughs> bitch. I saw that shit. <laughs> saw all that shit. And it was like, you you told her shoot at me, I'll shoot for your fucking face, bitch. Like, whatever she was saying. And then she chug, tried to choke out, and then doing all that screaming and hollering, she's like, I'm going up to my room. I have a room here. I'm like, right. you know, like, who don't got a room here? You have, like, you, like, you.
2: I right, doing some shit. <laughs> that
1: shit
2: funny. Like,
1: while she was in the hotel, she didn't have a fucking room there, but I thought it was really dope, and I thought she stood up. And I am still here for the white allies. You know what I'm saying? Just taking a stand.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: honestly, and like the whole situation, I I agree. I think it was really fucked up. Like, what do you mean? Like, right? especially if it's a bunch of kids, like keeping Moore, right. Bye. what the That's some shit that you would do, bitch. That that's some shit that a fucking I feel like a fucking redneck from a trailer park would do. Before and try to get seven million dollars. So exactly, stop stop, stop putting stereotypes on certain races, bitch. Everyone, everybody has grossness in their race, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's just like. What the fuck are you talking about? I was so glad to see her get her ass whooped. And I know she's getting dragged for filth every fucking day when she looks <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram. She's probably like, in
2: my entrance,
1: <laughs> Bobby Bobby walked in a hotel and the whole world has seen it. Bitch, fuck you. Uh, Fuck Yeah, no. This is true. This is true. So, guys, you're going
0: to go ahead and go into that question of the day. Um, How would you handle acts of hate or ignorance against a community you are not a part of? So, John, before we get into answering that question, did you want to kind of explain this question to those who are listening and the reason uh, this question was picked?
1: Yeah. So, the reason this question was picked because, like I said last week on the show, we talked about like out white allies, and I also I read like articles and just like different things as far as if someone being treated. Unfairly because of cer- certain things, like whether they're being gay or being a woman or, you know what I'm saying, being of a certain race. Would you do anything a part of it if you did not match this person's description? Like, would you only stand up for this for this woman because you are a woman? You know what I'm saying? Or what do you think, as a man, you should do to help women and fight a woman's right,
2: is what I'm saying. Okay. And that's just a
1: specific example. But I would like for you to, to answer the question, though, Miss Angel Um. But.
0: Well, I think that handling hate and ignorance against the community you're not part of. Overall, I think that it's unacceptable, no matter which way you look at it. Um, because I'm part of a community. I'm part of a, a culture and, you know, a part of the country where a lot of people they don't like me because of multiple reasons. It's not only because I'm black. It's not only because I'm a woman, but it's a combination of things. And when people, they say shit about me or I'm being talked about because of the way I look or because of the community I'm involved in, I will hope and expect for a person that that does not look like me. That may be a different gender from me or whatever the case may be to stick up for me and, you know what I'm saying, what's being said about me. And actually, something similar like that happened to me recently. Um, I was talking to a woman, and, you know, she, for some reason, don't like this particular man that I work with from time to time. And she was just like, uh, you know, he's not bright enough to, uh, you know, to... Uh, to get paid, you know, uh, over $50,000 because he's just so stupid, and this, that, that, and other, you know, she's, not, she's a, a white woman, he's a white man, you know, but, you know, she is going off on him, and she's talking to me about it, a black woman, and, you know, me being a black woman, I have a lot of people that's around that area that just don't like me, you know what I'm saying, but he is not one of the people. And even if he was one of the people, I think I would have still said, that. you know, I would, I actually defended that individual by saying, well, you know, actually, you know, this individual is right, and he actually just got paid seventy-five thousand dollars instead of fifty. So show me what needs to be done here. Why, like, don't, and don't talk to me about it. Talk, say all that to him. You know what I'm saying. So it's just, it's just once again, it's about speaking up for what you do believe in. And if you believe that something is right, speak up on it, like this woman did. Don't sit up there and, you know, agree or nod your head because it makes you feel weird or because it makes you feel like you're a part of, because you don't automatically have to be a part of anything. The ultimate goal in life is to be a leader and not a follower, and being a leader will allow you to get anywhere and any place you need to. So, you know, acting against um, ignorance and hate in a community that you're not part of just shows you, you know, how how much of a leader you actually are, and you can convince and help and yield and uh, educate other individuals who are like you, who, you know, do handle or do get faced with those ignorance and that, those hate comments and show them love and peace and, you know, grow, allow them to grow from there. So that's my overall opinion on that topic. How do you feel about it?
1: Um, I think as far as how would you – I guess defend someone that's in the community that you're not a part of. I I think it's just as far like a couple of things. I if it's, like I don't know as far as like we're hiring or being like a like a manager. I think you should more so try and and um, be inclusive and try to include different communities and backgrounds or upbringing and try and also try to promote those people as well and not just stick with people that look like you and have the similar interests that, that you do and as far mm-hmm. as like ending if that person's not around to defend themselves or if you know that they can't in the in the right way. Like I mean not in the right way. If they like with a with a woman if a woman being like sexually harassed, and she's like terrified. You know what I'm saying? Because she don't want to cause problems. Because women have to deal with that. Like you know, they don't want to. They don't, you don't. You're a woman, so you don't want to get beat the fuck up by telling a guy to leave you the fu- leave you the fuck alone. But at the same time, you're not trying to <laughs> hurt. You know what I'm saying? You just have to come forward as a man and just be like, okay, look, that's not cool. Like leave her alone. Clearly, yeah. Trying to fuck with you. Like <laughs> move along. You know what I'm saying? Just. I mean, just by, if you were put in the situation, being empathetic, if you were put in the same situation, how would you feel? How would you want it to be handled by an outsider?
0: But that's um, Yeah, overall. But I know if I was in a particular man like that where somebody felt like they can sexually harass me at work, they could they feeling hurt. So, And I'm just outspoken like that. So that just would be at least because I don't play those games. Um, but we're gonna answer a caller from a four one four area code. Last four digits of the number is eight nine five two. How would you handle acts of hate or ignorance um against a community that you are not a part of? You're on the air. Hello.
2: Hey y'all, how y'all doing tonight? Good, how are, how are you? I'm you? I'm doing good. I'm good. Um I I guess like it it really depends on the Situation, but for the most part, like, I I mean, I don't want to be all in other business, end up getting shot the fuck up, and then it's like, damn, <laughs> hey, I ain't had nothing to do with it. Rest in peace. But, <laughs> like, you know, you don't, <laughs> don't want to be like, you know, a bystander either. You don't want to, like, have the little bystander, what they call it, the.
0: Bystander. It, effect. It's something
2: with a bystander, but yeah, the bystander effect. Like, you don't want to just sit back and just, you know, watch the whole thing, but. I would say if I witness like, you know, some people just getting, like, ticked on or somebody, like, getting harassed or something like that, and I know, like, for sure, you know, what the deal is, you know, i say something, i will be like, you know, what's the problem here? Like, what, you know, what's going on here, you know? And, I mean, it's just kind of like a sensitive situation because it can't necessarily be proven right then and there, and it could be just, you know, you thinking that you saw something that's just totally different.
0: Like, she's taking
2: some guys, like, you know, harassing some chick, and she turns out to be a thot that just likes to be harassed and just got mad <laughs> at this dude just one day. And, like, now you, like, going off, and, like, now you got everybody that hates you, everybody hates you now, and, like, she's still cool, everything's still good with her, but now mm-hmm. she's got all the negative energy, and it's like, oh, damn. I should have just shut the fuck up, mind my own business. But mm-hmm. I mean, in a sense, when it comes to cultural wise, you shouldn't just be a you know bystander though, because you can definitely tell the difference cultural wise. Because I mean it's, I mean you know if you if you're black you know you've seen enough you know stuff. You don't even have to be black. Like you can be Mexican. You can be, you know, any other than you know white to. Kind of know what we're talking about Like can be some kind of you know Arabic like because Muslims are getting mistreated these days Like everybody that's not You know right, right. Pretty much Can definitely right. attest to it So I would say Yeah I I mean i step in You know and aid in any kind of way I can that's not you know putting my life On the line but you know <laughs> I know that sounds Messed up but, but I still Help though you know soon as that nah. gun come out, though, bro? I'm out. Come on. I help you? And I agree.
0: I agree when it, when it comes down to that as well. And I feel like that last call didn't have a point because I feel like it was more so about keeping it real. And it, it, there are a lot of people out there where it comes into having that bystander effect. And they're like, uh, I really don't want to say anything because I don't want to get that negative energy. But you just got to be about that life. And you gotta be ready for those guns to come out, you know? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but guys, that was pretty much all we have to converse with you guys about today. Before we end the show, Jean, what is your confession this evening?
1: I don't have a confession.
0: What you mean? What you mean you ain't got no confession? I don't I don't have a confession, okay? So you- oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. So, have you? Uh, are you still on your diet? What's going
1: on with that? Have you lost any more weight? Or I, I am, I am. Of course, it's not like the same. I'm not like as strict all the time. But I mean, I still do workout. Um, and yeah, like today, all I it was a salad. I didn't even eat break. Today was not a
2: good day, you know. But you know. So, are you down
1: more in weight, or are you
0: still about the same
1: size? I'm still the same, uh, cause I had gained some. I gained some weight, um, but you know, when I went to the beach or whatever. But I lost mm-hmm. it, so I'm back to like my original, like 256, like that I was before. I lost the weight, but at the same time, I haven't lost any weight since then.
0: Okay. Mm. Well, that's crack we a lacking. Today, Neil, has week. What about, a week? What, about what about you? What about me? What about me? Huh? Yeah.
1: Are you still Are you still dieting? Have you lost any weight?
0: Um. Well, I got on the scale last night, and I was to so like fourteen pounds down altogether. Um. So yeah, But today I gained like 200 pounds back because I went out to eat. My husband <laughs> and I didn't even get on a damn scale. Um. But. But yeah, overall I'm excited, just that i just keep it up and, you know, do about body Yes, I am to answer your question. I am still dieting and it's not even dieting. It's really more so for me a lifestyle change because I've been doing it. It's been almost it's been almost two months now. I started this July ninth and September ninth it'd be two months. And my ultimate goal is to be a solid number, um by the by my two month mark, which would be September ninth. So if I can get, and it's like there's like damn near two weeks from now. So if I can get down to this little particular number, I will be happy at this point, and I will be, I'll, I will be, um, twenty, twenty pounds down if I can get down to, uh, get get this last little ten pounds down, you know. So I'll be excited about that. Um, yeah. Other than that, me and my husband we spent from ten thirty I believe today to. Uh, about twelve o'clock, cooking, prepping the meals for the week and everything like that. So, and we do it typically every weekend. Like he's been helping me out prepping the food and the meals and stuff for the last two or three weekends in a row. So that's very helpful. Make the food get cooked quicker and all of that stuff. And yeah, it's just been nice. It's been really, really nice. So, and we're both doing it. Like he's lost. Oh, oh no, he's almost at uh, ten. I think he's about 15 or 16 pounds down or something like that. So he had, you know, he lost almost 20 pounds and stuff like that. So he's doing a good job. Every and, and slowly but surely, but, you know, it's about two pounds a week, and that's pretty cool. You know, if you just really think about how long it's been, at least for me, it's been about two pounds a week. So if I add it all up. So that's, that's still exciting overall. Yeah, I'm just continuing it. And once again, I want to thank Jen for all of that. <laughs> for the inspiration, and yeah. Vegetables are not that bad, guys. They're not that bad. Um, (laughs) And so I just want to thank everybody for listening to us this evening. You guys can expect to hear from us on the last Thursday of the month, which is August 31st. Um and hear from us at the same time. Thanks, 6:30 Central, 7:30 uh, Eastern. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. So make sure that you send us confessions to our messages. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to send those. Just tag us in the drama and everything. Just the link is in the bio. This and that, then other. Just make sure you check us out. Miss host Jose Oh.
1: And I'm your host, It's
2: <laughs>
0: true. <laughs>
2: Call us today at 800-QUICKEN
0: or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only ballot on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing.
1: Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want.